Thanks for joining us on today's food and beverage podcast brought to you by MarketScale. Good afternoon and welcome to today's conversation with Nidal Barake, the founder and managing director of Glutonomy. Bienvenidos. How are you today? Hi, how are you? Uh, thanks for, for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So let's just get right to it because I'm fascinated by food, probably almost to an unhealthy amount, but I really, really like food. And so I'm very thrilled to get to talk to you today because you mix two things that I love, technology and food. I want to know a little bit. First off, let's talk about your background. Now, I know that you were born in Venezuela. Yeah, I was born in Venezuela from Lebanese parents. So since I was a kid, like food was an important element of uh, my cultural education. The fact of having good food, sitting on a table, sharing food in the family environment, that kind of shaped who I am now and the values that, that come with it. And then growing older, Maracaibo, the city where I grew up, there's a big street food scene. So I had that mix of like a home cooking with family and also like all the flavors from, from the street food. That is really interesting. Now, I'm assuming that your emotional connection with food is kind of one of the reasons that you wanted to found this company. Can you tell me a little bit about sort of the emotional center of Glutonomy? Yeah, uh, we say it, uh, the company that uh, food is culture. We believe that, and you've probably seen it, food is everywhere. Like people are paying more attention in food in terms of social media. People are now traveling around the world to eat as they used to go to a music event or a sports event. So since food is a bigger part of everybody's culture, the role of chefs, of restaurants and food brands, it's also more relevant. That's why we believe that how people communicate, how companies communicate, how chefs communicate, it has a bigger impact on the cultural around it. Food is an emotional activity, historically speaking. It's a time for family or friends to gather together and have that social interaction. But technology is, is kind of affecting the way that we eat. Life seems to be much faster. Everything has a sense of urgency. You are figuring out a way for technology to help restore a connectedness when it comes to food. Can you tell me a little bit about your sort of your thoughts on that? Yeah, as a society, of course, we are uh, connected all the time in every single thing that we do, um, both like communicating with our friends or peers or family. And of course, with social media, it's probably the easiest way to, to perceive this. So in terms of connectivity and data generation, we are generating and collecting so much data that it's easier or simpler now to understand uh, what we are eating, what are the current food trends, and also that can be used not only to understand consumers, but also to predict where the food industry is heading. And maybe like an agricultural or production point of view, it also helps to improve like production systems as we already have like artificial intelligence or robotics and connectivity as part of uh, farming and production production systems all over the world. In your talk, The Internet of Food, you brought up a really interesting point. A picture of food isn't just a picture of food. There's a lot of data contained in that picture, right? Yeah, that's right. Like uh, what we see as a simple picture of uh, of a meal or a food porn, like a burger or a, or a slice of pizza, it has so much information on it. Uh, like right now with artificial intelligence and uh, technologies that read and interpret pictures, they can, for example, if you post a picture of a burger, contextual data of where you, you're having that burger and connecting to probably like 
the place where or the menu of that uh, place but also um the content of a burger like a picture like a reader can understand that that's a burger and with 3d uh, projections it can probably measure the size of the meal and hence the calories so with a simple picture of a burger we are telling how like what we're eating how many calories we are getting into our bodies and as i point pinpointed a joke like maybe you you'd use uh the hashtag food porn very often and probably you will get a call from your doctor asking you for an appointment or a raise on your insurance fee i would never have thought about all of the data you could extract from a simple picture of a hamburger there's a quote that you mentioned in your talk and i'm going to paraphrase it from sir ken robinson and it's basically technology doesn't ask permission to enter society it just enters and transforms society you kind of have a sense that we can control the way that we change with regard to the use of that technology especially in the food industry Yeah, well, I think we can make the best use of it. I don't know if control is uh, the exact term in terms of, again, for example, when before all the social media massive use, maybe marketers never uh, saw that they would be using a new marketing and communication channel in five or ten years with Facebook and, and Instagram. And right now it's part of uh, any advertising or communication media so nobody foresaw like okay let's build a social network so we can have millions of people connected and then we can advertise to them i think a few people saw it but once the social media was there once the networks were there then we said okay what we can do with all this technology it happens the same with all like mobile headsets or mobility or an internet so we kind of understand technology as it comes and then once it's there we we try to figure out what's the best use of it one of the ways that technology with regard to to eating is being used recently is the evolution of uber eats or having food delivered you know ordering food through an app on your phone or on your computer frees you up for more socializing but it removes something that i remember as a as a child and that's that sort of communal aspect of family kitchen Is that something that you are conscious of when you're helping develop a communication strategy for any of your customers? Yeah, absolutely. We always have to stress on the value of uh, of a good meal, not only the act of sitting together and eating and sharing and cooking, but also what's the process of getting that food. So it's not the same to buy the ingredients on a farmer's market and get together and cook than just ordering something like pizza or or sushi on Uber Eats. So the process of getting that food into the table needs to be wholesome as the food itself. And of course, uh, as I mentioned before, we cannot change technology and we cannot change how society is evolving. But on one side, we have, of course, Uber Eats uh, or all the other food delivery systems. But we also have something in, in between, which is the prepared meal uh, boxes like Blue Apron or Plated or uh, HelloFresh that are kind of in the middle of delivering food, uh, but also they are pushing people to open that, that box, read the recipe and prepare the meal to share it with a group of people. So there's different business models that are targeting the way we consume those foods. And of course, uh, we have a different side of the spectrum ordering a pizza on Uber Eats or actually walking to the 
farmer's market and cooking from, from scratch. And in the middle, there's different options. So Nadal, I know that food is much more than just a plate on a table. Food actually starts from the moment that something's harvested through all of the processes that it takes, this just amazing amount of work that it takes for that food to wind up on our table. And you kind of see technology's role in that as being pretty important. Yes, absolutely. Uh, different aspects. One of them is, of course, the data sharing and when we interact on social media or messaging with our peers and family and everything. But one aspect of technology that also impacts food in a positive way, because the other way it's, it has like mixed feelings. Some people say that with all the digital communications, like the act of sitting at a table and sharing and, and enjoying food, it's, I don't know, like affected by social media connectivity. But also if we look at technology and innovation on the fields of agriculture and production, and then there's many advantages and very good uses of artificial intelligence and robotics and big data on how we actually grow our food, how we distribute the food that we are we are consuming. So as you mentioned before on Ken Robinson's quote, technology is there. It's not up to us to see if we let it in or not. Technology is there, so we have to make the best use of it. Effectively, technology is really shrinking the planet as far as human interaction. Everything is just a plane ride away. Everything is one tweet away, one instant message away. But it's also expanding our individual cultures because of the ability to share recipes or dining traditions or culinary techniques or ingredients. Or pasta is made with this type of grain here, but it's made with that type of grain there. And it's it allows us really, I think, a more fulfilling sort of experience. The more that we can learn, for me, I think it makes dining much more interesting. Yeah, we can take the, the best of different cultures and words and apply it to our own. So if there's a new product that's beneficial, like a new super food or grain, now the speed that that product reaches the supermarket shelves is, is way faster. And I think that's a positive way as far as we don't do any harm while producing that product or over exploit one region. So I think that the speed of communication, uh, it's a very positive to share the best products that arise from different parts of the world. And finally, the question I've really been waiting to ask you. With all of the experience and all of the travel that you do, do you actually have a favorite meal or type of cuisine? Well, uh, that question, of course, has been, I've asked it myself and I've been asked many times. And I think the best way to respond to it is uh, to think, like if starting today, I just had to eat a food from a certain place, that would be probably Italy. But of course, like because food, as we talked before, it's more than a specific meal. It's about the experience. So a specific dish, it might be different if you are alone with your family, with your girlfriend, or depending on the time of the day or the time of the year. So the best way to address that is basically if I had to eat food from one specific place for the rest of my life, it would be Italy. Yeah. You know, Nadal, I had a feeling you were going to be able to tie an emotional component into that answer, and I really thank you for sharing that with us. I hope you have a great day, and I look forward to talking to you again down the road. Uh, thank you, I'm looking forward to a new conversation. We've been talking today with founder and managing director of Glutonomy, Nidal Barake. I'm Sean Heath. Thanks for joining us today on Food & Beverage, brought to you by MarketScale.